Okay, welcome to another episode of No Excuses, Real Inspiration, hosted by Scott Marshall. So, welcome to the, sh- the show, Kesha. Is that hello, right? Hello, hello. Yeah, it's oh, Kesha, yeah. Kesha, sorry. Close enough. <laughs> Apologies. Okay, so thank you for giving up um, some time on this glorious sunny afternoon to come on the show. Mm-hmm. So, You're welcome. <laughs> For the audience who doesn't know you, can you just give a brief intro of who you are and what you're currently doing in the health and fitness industry just now? Okay, so yeah, my name is Kasia. The company or my business name is Fearless Fitness. Motto is fight and fit. So um, I'm primarily fitness instructor, former dancer, um, also pro and amateur boxing coach. Um, and sports therapist. I work in a private physio clinic as well. So if you want to get fit or if you want to deal with injury, well, I'll be probably the person you'd come to. And that's basically in a, in a very, very short version of what I actually do. Yeah, so you literally just round off five or six different things there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everything really around um, fitness, getting fit and staying fit and healthy. Yeah, and you know, so let's go back to the start of your journey. Where did it all begin, you know, to become involved? Yeah, Scott, I lost you. Can you hear me now? Scott? Keisha? Scott? Hello? Hello, hello. I think I've lost you there, Scott. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfect now, yes. Right, okay. So let's go back to the very beginning, right? Because you mm-hmm. mentioned five or six excellent different things you're involved in. Where did it all start? Um, Probably back in Poland. Um, I was always quite into keeping fit as a child, uh, my uncle was a judo instructor and my dad was trying to teach me self-defense. And meanwhile, my mom wanted me to be a singer and a dancer. <laughs> so all of this combined and coming back from very small Polish town, I've tried to do really everything I could uh, that would kind of interest me. Um, and at some point in my future life, I realized that actually I can, I kind of can do it all. As long as I can uh, portion it and uh, and mix it together. Okay, and you know, at the start of your journey, what mm-hmm. was the biggest challenge start starting out? Um, probably moving the country because I moved to Scotland about fifteen years. Actually, will be fifteen years in July this year. Um, so that was probably the biggest obstacle. I knew English, but still, there was a bit of a uh, language barrier because obviously Scotland slightly slightly different with accent um, and obviously trying to get into the job you know applying for colleges trying to find the starting point that was probably the hardest part of it all yeah and then when did you make the decision to open your own gym um that was probably about eight years ago so the idea of opening up the gym was somewhere on the back of my head for quite a while. It was actually a project um, started off with my ex-partner. 
who was a boxer. Um, and we decided that it would be good to get people fit, especially the kids. So the whole idea was to get the kids off the streets and teach them how to box and defend themselves. Yeah. So probably about eight years ago. Yeah. And then we started the small gym in Cobridge and here I am. Yeah. And, you know, let, let's talk about your gym then. So what do you offer? Um, Virtually everything from obviously fitness instruction boxing coaching sports therapy and to maybe also teaching how to dance for the weddings because my background's obviously is in dancing ballroom dancing so i can teach you how to vienna waltz if you want okay i'll keep that in mind <laughs> yes please do <laughs> <laughs> certainly so what was the biggest challenge of setting up a boxing gym and coat bridge was there other gyms about that offered those services? Um, there was the major boxing gym, obviously, Barn by uh, Rob Bannon. But um, we never really wanted to get into, like, associating ourselves with, like, amateur boxing, pro, 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 fully affiliated with it, if I may say so. Uh, we just wanted to kid, teach kids. So, obviously, try and find a, a appropriate unit that wouldn't be too far away from anywhere and also not too close to barn and making sure there's obviously people interested in cleaner services. So leafletting, marketing, advertising, all that jazz. There was a lot of walking, if I may say so myself. A lot of steps were done at the start of the gym. Yeah. And, you know, looking back at your eight years ago, you know, you've, you've been in that facility, your, your gym. Is mm -hmm. there still members who joined eight years ago who are still there today um maybe let me think maybe probably not eight years ago but about six and seven yeah one of my one of my friends krisha and um, she was one of the founding members of the gym and she started off joining my boxing classes uh for adults and then just stayed now as a as a friend and also as a pt client yeah you know that that must give you some you know, for yourself, give yourself, you know, some, a pat on the back, basically, you know, for the work <laughs> you've done, you know, that somebody's actually stayed for that length of time. Because as you know, with, you know, your JD gyms, you know, Everlast, etc., uh, the gym group popping up, it could be cheapest chips, but you'll certainly not get mm -hmm. the same level of service. Yes, yes, that's true. But I think it's about building rapport with people as well, and obviously she likes my pattern <laughs> she likes hanging out with me as well and she knows she can trust me too because she knows i'll push her if she wants to, and i know she wants to be pushed i'll make sure i'll have her best interest in my mind and we're just gonna do it together and currently we actually go into portugal in a couple of weeks time we went last year as well where we kind of joined fitness and pleasure at the same time yeah absolutely and one thing we've we've not touched on yet is mm -hmm. mental health and exercise. Mm -hmm. So your own personal opinion, where does it land? It's very important. Um, I do train a lot of people with variety of issues. Um, I've been work we're working very closely with um mental health issues or any sort of vulnerabilities and disabilities for the past eight years. And I know myself how hard it was, especially when the lockdown came. 
And um, obviously everybody was petrified about COVID. Um, people were stuck in the house, nowhere to go, gyms closed. Fitness was one of the things that kept me going. I wouldn't say I was out and running like everybody else, but um, and I was lucky enough to still have access to my gym myself. But doing Zooms, meeting up with my clients on the Zooms, making sure they're okay, that kept me going, my own mental health, you know, because it was hard. Now looking back, even for myself, I struggled and I struggle a lot. And there's still a fallout post lockdown, post COVID now that we don't even realize how big it is until actually clients come to you and they say that it was a hard time and they're still still having problems with it, you know? And you're trying to, by all means, I am not a mental health specialist, but I think I can help with exercise, you know? Yeah. Keeping people going. No, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It certainly goes hand in hand. Yep, 100%, Scott, 100%. So, you know, for yourself, obviously you mentioned you are a very busy lady throughout, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> how, how do you manage your time efficiently? Um, I diarise things, <laughs> <laughs> to be absolutely honest. So, um. So I do quite a few things, but I make sure everything's um, allocated within certain timeframes. Um, so, for example, I'm in the gym in the mornings. Then I do some um, admin work for a few hours. And then I'm back in the gym. A couple of days a week, I'm in the clinic seeing clients for the sports therapy. Um, as I say, everything's possible if you, if you just organize it properly. I, yeah. I like my dates. I like my diaries and calendars and stuff like that. Ask anybody who knows me, and they will tell you that. I'm just like, yeah, this is the time. This is the the moment we're going to meet. Uh, I can see you on the 25th of April, 2024. Yeah, so I'm that kind of person. <laughs> yeah. So for yourself, do you have any non-negotiables, uh, you know, for instance? So say, say one of your clients wanted to train, I don't know, we'll give an example, say, on a Monday at 12 o'clock and mm -hmm. that was your non-negotiable time for training, what would you do? Um, well, that depends because most of my clients have been with me for years and we have this kind of pattern that we established. But I'm generally quite flexible when it comes to, to my business. So if, if it's one-off and my client's really struggling to move things about, I really try to to reach out and, and be as accommodating as I can. Yeah. And for yourself, do you train every day or do you have specific rest days as well? Um, I always make sure to have a rest days because my body's not there where it was 10 years ago even. Um, so in order to not pick up any injuries, I try I try to rest, at least have an active rest. If I'm honest, uh, but I do train quite a lot. Recently, I've joined at um, F45 Glasgow Central. Uh, I really enjoy it, but I also need to make sure that I do my other training. So I like Olympic lifting. I do Krav Maga and boxing. So yeah. I always try to slot this in as well during the week. So I do probably train about five days a week easily. Yeah, and obviously for the audience who don't know what F45 is, could you explain that? Of course. Um, so it's a franchise created in America. It stands for Functional 45. So uh, all the workouts there are 45 minutes and based on functional movements. So, you know, you've got them all. Slam balls, um, 
battle robes, cardio mixed with resistance, really. Yeah. Okay. And then, so for yourself, what would you say are the common mistakes people make when starting out a fitness program and how can they avoid them? So first and foremost, people want to do too much too soon. And like literally now, they want it now, all of it. And that's not how it goes. Like I had a client who came to me, when did she come, like over a year ago? There's a specific reason why she started training with me. It's a health reason. Um, and she was like, yeah, yeah, I just need to do some weights, maybe some running, and then just give me a food plan or whatever. Or actually, I'm okay with that because I do this, I do that. I was like, but that's not how it goes. You need to, first of all, you need to lay down the plan. Create yourself smart goals. All the goals need to be smart because they, and they need to be customized to you, specific to you. And give yourself a time. We're only humans. We're allowed mistakes. We're all doing our bits and bobs. We're like, okay, I'll exercise today, but actually I'm going to have that cake as well. But again, we're only humans, okay? It's allowed. But it's about really scheduling everything and making sure whatever you're doing is the best for you. Nobody else, just you. So take your time. You know, it takes time to to get fit, get healthy, and it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. It's a long journey, but definitely road to success. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, let's go back to to what you mentioned there, talking about exercise. So if you could have, on one hand, your favorite exercise, Mm -hmm. and then on the other hand, your worst exercise, what would they be? You know what? I have this love-hate relationship um with burpees and plyo jumps so um i love burpees but sometimes i just hate them okay (laughs) obviously (laughs) they're really good but i know most people do hate them but there's other days i'm like no burpees are awesome and the other one that was um absolutely petrified of was the plyo box jumps so I could never do them. I always had this image in my head that whenever I'm going to jump, I'm just going to plant it in my face, <laughs> on my backside, whatever. So that was that was actually a very scary emotion and very scary image in my head. But recently, I think last week, I actually managed to do it. Um, and I was so proud of myself, but I still hate it though. But I'll do yeah. it now. I know I can, but it's definitely my least favorite exercise. Okay. And then, you know... In the same format, you you know, one hand, the best type of music to work out to, and on the other hand, the worst type of music. What would those look like? Um, you know what? I really try to customize my playlist to my clients. So when I'm doing boxing classes, I mix rock and dance. I really like some sort of an old school dance music, you know, like old style gbx yeah um but it really depends on the clients because i've got clients who just prefer rock music so i just play rock anthems with them um if some people prefer something like if i do pilates class for example or based on movement i try to go for mellow tunes so really just depends on the mood i like folk music i love like like scottish tunes fiddles bagpipes and stuff doesn't necessarily mean my clients like it so as I say, I'm quite accommodating that way. So I just normally play what the clients want. But when I work out, it's rock all the way. Yeah. Okay. 
Perfect. And then let's talk about nutrition. So for yourself, if you have a post-workout snack or shake, what would that be? Um, that depends what I've done, but normally something of a high glycemic index, if I'm honest, because what I always crave after workout is sugar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you were to have a cheap meal or if you were to have a cheap day, what would that look like? Well, to be fair, um, I don't think I would ever really refer them to as really cheap meals, cheap days, because if it's within my calorie plan and I can squeeze it in, it's fine. Yeah. Everything's okay allowed, obviously. But if we're really, really talking about something crazy, um I don't know, probably would be like something like Indian curry or something like that. I really like, but it's quite spicy and I like it with non garlic bread. And I'll probably have a dessert as well. So cakes, any cakes, I love cakes. So. Okay. <laughs> ah, fantastic. You know, and then you mentioned boxing that you you're a boxing coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, in your your time, how many fighters have you put through for titles, etc., and how many training camps have you been involved in? Um. So since last year, I've been involved in training Edinburgh boxer Robbie Graham, who became a Scottish welterweight champion uh, on eleventh of March this year. So, um, I have been his main strength, condition, and nutrition coach. Uh, but also involved in some boxing technicalities. So that's professional boxing. In regards of amateur, I have been working with Jury's Boxing Club for a few years, uh, maybe about four, five years ago before lockdown. Um, and yeah, there was a, quite a lot of champions, um, like, you know, through Boxing Scotland I've been involved with. Yeah. Currently, I'm also training with Eric Maida, who is Bernaco Boxer. Okay. And he, he just literally debuted last weekend in London, O2 Arena. His next fight is on 29th July uh, in London again. So he's very promising. He's uh, in between cruiserweight to heavyweight. Yeah. And, you know, in your time in boxing, what, for yourself, what has your has been your biggest success? Um, I was never a boxer. I was always a coach. Um. Purely purely because I was too old when I started doing all that stuff. Um, So I I love it, though. But If you put it in the the boxing coach um, frame of mind, you know, so Mm -hmm. you've coached so many people. So what, for you personally, what's been your biggest success being in in said corner? Okay, so from professional point of view probably being in a corner for the actual scottish champion uh, this year but if you're talking in general about boxing that's actually quite um quite fine because it wouldn't be actually my pro boxers i'll be talking about it would be my kids i used to coach and even coach now because these kids have like for example i coached kids with adhd autism cerebral palsy and if i'm honest for me personally, this is like my biggest success that they really enjoy themselves and they kept coming back. Yeah. And you know, on on the road, who has been your most influential or role model behind you, if you have one? Uh in general and everything. Yeah. 
Um, probably my gran, yeah. my late gran Sofia, because she always believed in me and she was the one who signed me up for my English classes when I was about six, back in Poland, you know? Yeah. And she always wanted me to do the best. So whatever I wanted, wherever I wanted to go, she was always behind me. So um, obviously we're talking about the older generation, communist Poland, all that history lessons. And she was, she was, she was some character to be fair. And yeah, definitely. She was always behind me hundred percent. And if I, if I said I wanted to do something, she was always there for me. Yeah. And you know, obviously you mentioned you, you do a sports injury. Yeah. As well. Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. So let, let's talk about that. So what has been your worst sports injury you have had to deal with? um you know what probably um like football type of injuries from general public like people who who play play sports and they injure themselves they're not athletes obviously they're not going to sit down and heal it properly and they're just gonna come back and do other stuff so you tell them what to do what not to do but they're still doing so And you're trying to heal them, <laughs> but obviously they're they're kind of kind of listen to you, but kind of don't. So probably any any general public injuries, sports related injuries, are my worst nightmare. Okay. So if you could pick, obviously you round off five or six different things at the start of the show mm-hmm. that you do. If you mm-hmm. could pick one of them just to do on a, on a full time basis without mm-hmm. the, the other five the other five what would you pick because obviously Ooh. obviously i know you 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 like to divulge in different things like we all do you know mm-hmm. we, we take we take a lot on but if you could pick one of those jobs to do full time and you would probably double your salary what would it be um Probably going towards the route of sports science, sports conditioning. Yeah. You know, probably I would pick that because it indirectly relates and, you know, correlates with all the other stuff mentioned, but from a different, slightly perspective, more analyzing perspective. Okay. And, you know, for yourself, for your business, obviously you've been within that gym for eight years now and you're involved in other things but for yourself on a business level and a personal level where would you like to see yourself in a year's time um hopefully happily retired with a lot of money behind me so i can you know (laughs) i can just (laughs) employ people to do the jobs for me so that would be ideal to be fair that's um, a good plan. Uh, this is a good plan. Listen, I have a lovely house in Poland near the lake. So, yeah, it's easy choice. However, um, I don't think this is going to be <laughs> possible in the next few years. Um, so I think probably building up on my own gym, growing, definitely growing. Um, probably sticking to the five main things I'm doing, not going any, anywhere else. But definitely growing in within my business, updating, upgrading, yeah. you know, okay. and just 
making making my gym even more community my gym is a community everybody knows each other we're all friends we all hang out as well out of the gym yeah but i want it i want this community to be slightly bigger um so maybe yeah so definitely growing growing and upgrading okay and then you know obviously you know just gathering you know from our conversation in the last half an hour I mm-hmm. ex- expect you're extremely busy. You've got a busy schedule. But what does your schedule normally look like? You know, what time do you start in the morning? What time do you finish in the evening? Uh, I probably start about quarter to six in the morning. Uh, when I get ready, walk my dog. and I try to squeeze a class or exercise myself. Um. Then I then I'm involved in working in admin most of the time anywhere between nine to twelve. Then I'm in a gym from about two o'clock onwards, so let's say two to eight. So normally I'm home about half eight. Okay, so that's still quite a long day. Would you would you not think? Yes, yes, it's a big, it's a long day, but I do have a break in between, so I've got time to walk my dog, have a lunch, maybe nap if I really want to, go shops and things like that, and then just go back to the gym. So, yeah, I can squeeze that as well between. So it's like a split shift, you can call it. Yeah. And do you do that seven days or do you have a day off? Uh, Normally Sunday is my day off, but sometimes I still have to go and pick up extra shift in a physio clinic. I work externally purely because of the clients' emergencies and things like that. But normally, I really try to have Sunday off, and I only work a couple of hours on Saturday morning, so most of the Saturdays off as well. Yeah, and if you could pick um, one or two things that you dislike about the health and fitness industry right now, what would it be? Uh, The social influencers. Okay, (laughs) I agree. (laughs) It's just, don't get me wrong, Scott, we, we both try promote good stuff, okay? And I'm not, I'm, I'm not shy of creating content as well, but I always make sure it's either funny or actually all relevant and it's uh, research-based, yeah, rather than just posting mints. But um, just sometimes there's this unrealistic look on people's, uh, they, they post things and I'm just like... Okay, I'm, I might be old enough to realize I don't really want to look like that. I don't want to behave like that. But there's so many young, impressionable people out there who want to look like them. And, like, I mean, for just looking at it, it's fine as long as you don't follow. But unfortunately, young people follow and it's very unrealistic. And then we ended up with a, a lot of issues in regards of mental health and physical image. I was a teenager, mind you, in an era where there was not so much internet, and I was very impressionable, and I had an issue with my physical image. So this could, I would probably go crazy if I was a teenager now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, on that, like, it's, you know, everyone who is on Instagram, TikTok, they're they're believing everything they're seeing in front of them, but they're, yes. they're, they're not seeing the filters. Mm-hmm. True. You know? I agree 100%. You know, um, so for yourself, what fitness goals would you like to achieve by the end of 2023? 
Um, actually, I've got goals to be achieved sooner than that because right. okay. I'm going to Vegas end of August. So obviously, yeah, I would I would like to be in my best because I would like to visit one of the franchises of F45 there too, and I just want to I just want to feel good. I do feel good. I do feel strong. It's just that we extra extra holiday push you kind of require sometimes. So definitely, I would like to um, prevent any risk of injury going forward. I would like to drop some body fat as well, just just really for myself. Um, yeah, and just have a nice looking lean body. <laughs> I wouldn't say bikini body because you can put bikini on body and it's a literally bikini body, but just just want to look a slightly different vision. This is something that I've not done before. So see how we go. Yeah, and you know, for yourself, so... Sorry, I've lost myself there. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of talking today. Um, where are we? Right. So, you know, have you, if, if people basically want to reach out to you online, where can they do that? Um, people normally reach me out through word of mouth, if I'm honest. Um, all my clients come from recommendations. Um, so people just pass my number around, my business number, and obviously Instagram, social media is is the way nowadays. Yeah, uh, Instagram or or Facebook, yeah. people tend to reach me out for any sort of advices. No, I, I wasn't meaning that. Sorry, um, I was meaning um, if people want, if any listeners on here want to reach out to you, what is your Instagram handle or Twitter, etc. Um. Well, basically, it's uh, um, what is on Instagram. You, you know, you know how I um, project myself on Instagram. Yeah. Um, Twitter. I don't really use it. If I'm honest, Scott. See, I'm quite a kind of a dinosaur when it comes to that. Right. Okay. Social, that, that's what I'm talking about. The social media influencers. Like, I do have a Twitter. Don't really use it. I've got LinkedIn. All professional. Yeah. Do I use it probably for more professional approach? Yeah. Instagram and Facebook probably the main the main thing. Okay. And for yourself, you know, before we round up, what advice would you give to someone starting their fitness journey for the first time? Pace yourself. Pace yourself and it will come. Just be patient. That's it. We can achieve anything. Like just I know it sounds so cliche, but just believe in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's been great having you on the show. So just before we round up, have you got any questions for myself? Um, no, really, but thank you so much for um for inviting me to your podcast, Scott. Um, it's been very interesting. I have been um I have been tracking you on your social media as well. So yeah, definitely we should bring more awareness to fitness um to to general public and and help them out as much as we can. Yeah, you know, well that's the the idea behind the podcast. So, you know, no excuses, real inspiration. So where did that come from? So basically. The idea is that we give people a unique angle of health and fitness, not just physically, but mentally mm -hmm. as well. And the idea is that we can inspire someone, a listener, 
um, and they can go and start something or go and try something new on the back of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. But no, it's been awesome having you on my show. I do appreciate you giving up some time. You're very welcome, Scott. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of No Excuses Real Inspiration hosted by Scott Marshall. So if you can, give me a wee follow on my YouTube channel, give me a wee follow on Spotify and you can give a wee listen to this on Apple and Amazon as well, as well as other social media platforms. Thank you.